Do you ever wish you could bend time so you had more of it? Or have you ever caught yourself saying, I need more time? Or maybe this isn't the right time. If so, you're definitely going to want to put this episode on repeat because we're diving into a concept that we all need right now, and that is time hacking. Have you ever felt like there was something missing in your business? Something holding you back from the success you're seeking? If so, you are not alone. For nearly 20 years, that's exactly how I felt as a business owner. It wasn't until I discovered human design that it all became clear. And it turns out that I was the missing piece in my own business. Join me on this journey of discovering the real me and hear stories from other business owners building businesses around all of their awesomeness. I'm Young Pratt, and it's time, my friend, to amplify your awesome. Hey there, amplifiers, and welcome back to the podcast. As always, I'm your host, Young Pratt, expert gold mining guide and chief amplifier of awesome. Here at Amplify Your Awesome, we help coaches and course creators ditch content overwhelm, tap into an endless supply of social media content, and make more money from the content they've already created. Now that we're heading into summer and most of us want more time with our kids and families, I thought it would be only fitting to bring on a guest who could help us hack our time, get more done, all without the hustle. Today's guest is Vicki Louise. Let me tell you a little bit more about Vicki because I am thrilled she's here with us today. She's a reformed hustler, I love this term, turned time hacker. She coaches clients to achieve more in less time with ease. She has a no BS minimalistic approach to mindset work and life. She's lived in four countries in the past two years, and today she's recording from France. She's a fellow podcast host, and her host is called Fuck Anxiety and Get Shit Done. Welcome to the podcast, Vicki. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Before we dive into this juicy topic that is time hacking, can you take us back to before you were a time hacker? What did your life look like, and how did you get on this journey of yours? Yeah, so I've always been ambitious and I think a lot of your listeners are like that too. And I just always wanted to like have impact and like be out there in the world and be doing things. And a lot of the, like I even remember the fiction books that I would read when I was younger with these like main female characters and they were like hustling and working long hours and doing all the things. And I was like, oh, that's what it is. That's what I want. And so I approached my work life really like that. I mean, even when I graduated university, I went straight into three jobs at the same time to save money to go traveling. But it was like, no question that I would work seven days a week and evenings to do that. And then I went into corporate and worked in finance and in investing. And, you know, it's like my first day, you have to sign a document saying that you give up your rights to only work 40 hours a week. Um, I was working and always studying and always advancing and doing all the things. And like, I was moving very fast. And my career wasn't moving as fast. And I really, like, I literally left finance um, twice. But the first time I was like, I don't understand. It's not happening fast enough. Um, So I really put myself in this super fast race, 
with no one else, just myself <laughs> and uh, this life that I thought I would arrive to one day. And then when I went into entrepreneurship and into coaching, well, actually I had a startup before uh, coaching as well. I bought that same energy and it was really like, I will be in the office seven days a week, 10 p.m. at night doing events, like hands on everything. And it's just unsustainable. It's not fun. And it's not what makes us move faster. Like literally we live in a world where we can reach thousands of people off one podcast episode. And we're still living in the mentality of like a hundred years ago where to reach a thousand people, you had to do all the things. Like think about how many social platforms Mm -hmm. we have now. So for me, it was really about letting go of being busy and attaching my relevance or worth or importance to doing things and then when that happened and I ended up like succeeding a lot more I was like oh this is this is what I want to help people with so good and there's so many parts of that story that I can resonate with personally and I know my listeners can as well we've been taught to hustle and to do great things you have to work harder and harder and faster and achieve more and then I love that you reach this point where you we thought what if I just give this up And then to see the success you had after getting rid of the hustle, I think if we can all get to that space where we can just let go. And yes, I agree that it's, you know, having goals is really important, but we all need to get there in our own time. We're not running a race, like you said, against anyone else. This is, this is our life. We should be able to enjoy this journey and not have to go as fast as we can, missing all goodness that happens in every single moment. I love it. So tell me about who the people are that you love to serve. Why do they come to find you? Yeah, they are typically, they're doing all the things that like I'm doing everything, like I'm literally doing everything and it's not working. And they've reached that point of like diminishing returns where like there's a point where doing more actually starts to not only not move you further, but starts to cost more and it costs in terms of feeling tired and having space for creativity and being present in your other relationships and being able to be present in your business instead of 15 tabs open and all of that thing so <laughs> my people <laughs> like I know that one yes for sure so my people tend to find me from this place of like I'm doing all the things and I've reached this plateau and like how do I get past this and I do think it's kind of like great that that we do reach this plateau of like you can't burn yourself out you can't burn yourself out as a way to success like (laughs) that's not how it works and I guess for me I really want to help people without having to go through um that really negative place of like collapsing everything um so really just um I also do attract actually some new new people new to business because again I think like me when we go from like what we're taught in school and what we're taught in corporate cultures into like our own business we take all of that mentality of like 40 hour work week and being available 24 7 and responding to emails and all of these things and we bring it in instead of realizing like you've just entered a playground like this is the fun part 
Um, although I will say not all of my clients are business owners because I think time hacking, time impacts everyone, right? Yeah, so. for, for sure, for sure. And I wish I had discovered you years ago because there was a time in my life when I was going so hard and so fast and I just kept thinking I needed to do more and be more and have more things. And I really reached this point where my health decided to take you know a huge, a huge dive. And for for months I didn't know what was going on and it was a scary place to be. And so I can totally relate to this this mentality of you know, the more, more, more go, 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 because that's how I was raised too. And, and I think as entrepreneurs, that's the biggest lesson we learn, or just in life in general, is that we have to unlearn the things we learned in school in order to make life work for us and not try to put ourselves into that mold that everyone says we have to fit into. Yes. Exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah. So let's talk about this juicy topic. I know my listeners are probably waiting, like get to the good stuff already. Let's talk about time hacking. What is time hacking? Let's start there. Yeah. So I always like to start with like the definition of hacking itself, which is really like a way of achieving something in non-standardized methods. And, um, Time hacking is actually all about removing, I, I say removing time from the success equation. And one of the things we, me and you spoke about before we recorded was how like time like is no longer, it's kind of no longer a bottleneck, right? Like think about how much time it used to take to get in front of 10 people. Mm-hmm. And now you can do it in a millisecond. Like most people listening can do this in a millisecond. So our issue is no longer like, time of transporting messages or time of transporting ourselves or all of these things um like they don't take time whereas it used to it used to take two and a half months to transfer a letter from like the uk (laughs) to the us and here look at us communicating in real time with video Mm -hmm. um so there is as an example what we then have to get over is actually our fear of being judged by other people Mm -hmm. and I call this the first step of time hacking which is really managing our mindset and really specifically our thoughts about ourselves like having your own back what you think about you if you think you're not good enough it doesn't matter that you can go live on Facebook and reach 100 people you are not going to do it for example um So the three steps of time hacking are managing your mindset and really building your story around you and your belief about you. The second one is making quick decisions and actually implementing them because when we are in indecision, we are not doing anything, right? So we can be like, I don't know um, who my target audience is. And your brain loves that kind of thing. It's like, it's, just, it's gonna come to me with time. It's not going to come to you with time. It's gonna come to you with making a decision. I started out as a relationship coach, true story. Um, and then I made that decision, knew it wasn't right, and then pivoted, right? Like it's really being willing to go out there and do it messy, which takes us to the third step of time hacking, which is really failing forward that you will fail you will get rejected like but learning from that is the value and when you focus on those three things you are able to do what I call the needle movers in your business or in your work or in your life or in your relationships or in dating however it shows up the uncomfortable stuff where you have to have your own back and make those decisions. And then you end up achieving a lot more in literally a fraction of the time. Cause we can busy ourselves all day long with like <laughs> just social media platforms that we want to post on or consume on. So, but are those things, the things that are going to move us forward. 
Yeah, and those needle moves are so important. And I think we lose sight of them throughout the day because there are these, all these distractions. There are the 15 tabs open. There are all the devices trying to get our attention all day long. So focusing on those things, I, I think if we all were to let go of all the extraneous things and just be in the moment, get into that state of flow and be able just to create, wow. Can you imagine how much more productive, how much happier, how much more joyful life and business could be? Right. And I love that you mentioned flow because that's it, right? Like four hours of flow is worth like, two, is worth your whole week. Yes. Really, like studies have shown it's like 500% more productivity, something ridiculous. And we can't get into flow. One of the flow creators is focus. Mm-hmm. And so the moment we have 15 tabs open, the moment we have our phone nearby, the moment we get up to the fridge, whatever it might be, we are literally blocking flow, which is like hyper productivity. And um, it's about minimizing those distractions because our brain loves that satisfaction of crossing off a to-do and responding to an email or a message <laughs> is such a cheap upfront <laughs> victory, right? It's like, yes. I did that thing instead of like this uncomfortable thing that's going to take me four hours. For sure. And I cannot tell you the number of days when I reach the end of the day thinking, gosh, I was busy all day. And I look back and there was nothing that was accomplished because I never let myself be indistractable. I never let myself get into that flow state. I just, my, my mind kept telling me, well, I'm busy. I'm doing all these things, but they were not the needle movers. And when I started shifting what that looked like and working less, which is super counterintuitive and making things easier for myself and really simple. Yeah, it's those little things that that seem too good to be true almost because we're taught that things are not going to be easy. Not that everything in business and life is easy, but there should be this sense of joy and lightness. And and I know for myself now, I've, I've been in business long enough to know that when things start feeling challenging, when they feel hard, I either know that I'm working on the wrong thing in the moment or the path that I'm going down is not the right one for me. And I'm trying to be like somebody else because I like what they're doing and, and want to have that. So how, when you're working with clients and you're going through this time hacking activities, all the, all the things that you do. I know you have a lot, you have a whole membership based on this. There's a lot of modules, a lot of content they can go through. When they're going through your content and you, and they, they see that there's a lot, because this is, this is something that my brain does too. And I, I think we all do. You, got, you log into a membership site and all of a sudden there's so many options. There's so many things, kind of like every day. And you have to choose these things. How do you help them? I'm going to use this word, which I know it's not a great word, but the the sense of overwhelm we sometimes feel when there's a lot to do and we feel like there's a little bit of time to do it. How do we overcome the objection of time versus reality? Yeah, it's such a great question because I really like one of my big things in everything I create is like everything you need and nothing more. Like it's Mm -hmm. easy to continue to create and really how I teach my people, my hackers, how to use the portal is literally like, 
you can come in and get everything you need from one of the five minute videos that you can binge it if you want over a weekend. But like typically it's broken down into like answering a specific question. You're going to go in, get what you need and go out. Or like, like literally some of the people are like, I've not, I've not used the portal yet. I'm just showing up for the live coaching or just showing up in the Facebook community. And some people are like, I'm not using the live coaching. Like it really is a pick and mix. And because it's like a lifetime access program, there's no urgency to like, mm-hmm. I must do it all now. So that immediately releases the overwhelm and the pressure and allows for um like self-learning through that pace now at the same time part of what I do teach people is how to manage things like overwhelm because obviously a lot of people come to me doing all of the things (laughs) and we want to unhinge overwhelm before we make decisions we don't want to be making decisions from a place of overwhelm so like if someone literally was experiencing overwhelm they can also go into the portal um or go to the Facebook community and ask for coaching direct from you know direct from me and get the coaching that they want on the overwhelm they're experiencing so that we can reduce that first oh that's so good and yeah that just seems like to be a recurring theme in my life too I know that I I can feel it coming on so yeah I have to kind of step away from things and say okay this is not the time to do this because whatever I create with this mindset from this place from this energy is not going to be great. And I'm probably going to do it over again. So might as well just step away and do something else, go outside, play with the dog, play with the kids, just go for a walk, do something else. So let's, let's shift a little bit and talk about content creation, because I know as a membership creator, a course creator, first of all, what is your favorite way that you like to create content? As in like, what's my favorite platform, like video voice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this I literally love talking to people I like it's my favorite thing to do to be in conversation with humans <laughs> and I'm happy for it to be on video I'm happy for it to be on podcast and um, like sometimes people bring me in and they'll do like a Q&A for their community or a Q&A for their employees or whatever it is like I love um just like being asked questions and answering it um now in saying that one of the things that I've been working to and I love love creating my podcast of course um but one of the things that I've been working to love is um writing like I really do enjoy writing and I came at it with so many stories from school of like you were good at maths not English and like you're not a good writer and so I am having fun playing with that as well um but I think like you say like I'm really at a point in my business now where my team literally today were like we're just you know, repurposing a lot of your content. I now have over a hundred podcast episodes, even if they're 10 minutes each, that's like a lot of content. I have, you know, hundreds of emails and social posts and all of this stuff. Like I do think there comes a point and you can probably tell me more about this. And this even ties in with time hacking and time optimization of like, do we need to say something new all the time? Or can we like, I love reading a book a second time, the same book and a third time and beyond because we take something different from it depending on where our head is at that time and I think so often with content and you'll tell me more we do sit in this like more is more culture which like yes isn't always true yeah and I recently just did an episode all about the myth of more and how that leads to overwhelm and 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 confusion and usually the idea of stopping everything you're doing. And I'm sure you can hear my chickens right now. They're actually going a little crazy right now. So for all of you listening, you get to hear what the chickens sound like if you don't have the the, the opportunity to have them near you. So I'm gonna let them do their thing for a moment. Um, 
but yeah, the, the idea of the myth of more and what I do with clients a lot now is we talk about, do you really need more or can you be like the rock star that gives a concert in 50 cities across the US and the playlist is the same? It doesn't matter that the people who are coming to listen have all the CDs, have watched all the YouTube videos, you know, download podcast episodes, whatever they're doing, they're still paying money to come and see this person live, right? Just a different medium, a different way to connect. And so when it comes to content, yes, I, I really love helping my clients to dig into this content goldmine where they can take these podcast episodes and like, hmm, you know, there's, there's five of these that are kind of on the same theme. They weren't recorded next to each other. They were, you know, they were months or years apart. But what if I put them together in an exciting new way and offered that up as a freebie or, you know, a, a low cost offer, you know, $7, $17, just to give people the opportunity in, in, in a way that makes sense for them to connect more with you. And that, that's, what I, that's what I love to do. So when you're talking about repurposing content, I get so excited about, wow, we can probably do this and you can do this. And I love to help people monetize the content they already have, because if we can get off the cycle of creating more and more and more and more and focus on what we already have, like there's so much goodness just in that bit. Right. And it's so funny because twice I've done it where I've recorded a podcast, published it, and then said to my husband, like I've literally used the same title. Yeah. <laughs> like, Oh, because I've been so in that space of like mm -hmm. there was one that I did you know it was it was even before time hackers existed when I was still coaching one-on-one -on -one, called create more time and then there was create more time 2.0 and I was like oh my gosh it's two weeks apart but like what because I've been focusing that two weeks on thinking about the creation of more time and um, it happened so exactly what you are saying I'm sure I'm sure I'm not the only one that has that like content repeat or however you would call it it's very funny <laughs> yeah and last week I did an episode all about my three-step framework to to really dive in and monetize your content and it was about this about if you were to put all your content in one place and look at it you'd probably be surprised at how many themes are, th yeah. are woven through your content four or five or six probably themes that yeah. you didn't realize you created them because maybe even if they were two weeks apart, maybe they're two months apart or two years apart. I know I've gone back, you know, we're on episode, you know, over 300 now. So I mean, when I go back, I'm thinking, oh, I did a very similar episode, but there's something in your brain that, you know, wants to be shared and you know that it's going to resonate with people. So you just keep creating from these same buckets. And what if you took these buckets and then grouped them together and offered something new and exciting? So yes, one, one of my favorite topics. So let's talk about, content creation and time. Mm -hmm. I you know, This podcast has listeners all over the board in entrepreneurship, a lot of course creators, a lot of coaches, a lot of consultants, people who work one-on-one -on -one or in group programs with people. So they're, they're having to create content. But what I hear sometimes too is, huh, it's so hard to come up with these ideas. So first of all, I wanna know, where do you get the inspiration to create your podcast episodes to share? Yeah. So firstly, like I say, I think it's like, are you, I would say to anyone that's like, it's so hard to come up with ideas. Like, are you giving yourself space and play to be creative mm. or are you shoving your creativity out? Like in between answering emails and phone calls, like 
this is what I speak about, like really the value of like giving yourself space creates such higher quality content that differentiates you from the market, which is why like producing a hundred pieces of content isn't like literally just, you know, I see these things like download like 30 templates of content or whatever it is. It's like, you can totally do that. It's probably going to be a waste of time. Yeah. Um, and in that time, if you were to create three pieces of like you really connecting with your experience, your expertise, your people, like it would just blow, blow things out the water. Um, so in saying that, I get a lot of my content from um, my own experience and having coached hundreds of clients and now having a community. Um, and it, it can be the simplest thing. Like someone messaged me, um, like messaged my team a while ago and said, I would love to join, but I don't want to get into more debt. And I sat with it and I thought, that's so interesting. Like, because we're all therefore she's basically saying I'm going to get into time debt and so like sometimes like someone can just say one thing and if your brain is clean and empty like it doesn't have to take time to create content it's the last thing it creates in fact I would challenge anyone like what if spaciousness creates content um and another thing that you touched on which I think is true is like it doesn't all have to be brand new content I feel like in a particularly creative time right now I'm slowing myself down but really like for me I can just speak about failure and rejection I can just speak about um you know our outdated time practices I can just speak about um you know managing our minds and our thought patterns, and I can just speak about decision making and I can do those four topics in like a hundred different ways each <laughs> because and I heard my husband's training to be a pilot and he's studying right now. And I heard him yesterday going like, oh, I got it on this exam that he's failed once. And he's, you know, he's given lots of time to studying it, but it just clicked mm -hmm. in one moment. What makes those moments happen, right? And that's what time hacking is. And that's what I think we create for our people as well. Like saying something to someone once, it's like very nice. We get it. We get the theory. But when you keep saying it in the different ways, at some point, they're going to have the moment that he had, which is like, oh, my God, I get it now. Yeah. Absolutely. Just like being in school and having and struggling with a subject. I struggled with in with math in school and I got to college and kind of had the struggle. And I had this teacher, this one teacher. And all of a sudden, all those years of struggle kind of melted away. So I think we all have these moments. But you said something really important. And I think that is the word space in spaciousness, what if we just gave ourselves space and the freedom to just think about stuff or just let our minds wander and let our let ourselves be curious about stuff and not have to be restricted on, okay, it's Monday, I have to create my content for the week, I have to schedule it out. Yeah, what if, what if we could be inspired by more because there, you know, we've tapped into so little of our brain, what if we just allow that space to happen. Yeah, so let's, I, I'm curious to know because everyone that I interview has a different way they like to create content. So are you a batcher? Are you a someone who likes to do spur of the moment? What is your philosophy or your, the way that you are most productive with your content? I do, I am, I do tend to be a batcher, especially because I tend to do like series. Um, and I do like to be a few weeks ahead on my business at all points. So like, again, that creates lots of spaciousness um, and like, you know, alleviates that like, I have to, I need to do this thing today. Um, so I tend to be a batcher. 
And I also, for me, I really prioritize my like hours off, like my hours not working. Um, but again, I do think it's one of those things where I really encourage everyone to like play with what works for them. And I would even say like what used to work for me was like strictly in the calendar and that's when I'm going to do it. And it can evolve with you. It's kind of like, I know this is a funny example, but like our relationship with food, like you can like one food five years ago and not like it anymore. We're constantly evolving and changing. And when we are living today based off of like, not only like global practices that are hundred years old, but personal practices that are like five years old, like this is what I mean, like giving ourselves time to play. Um, so for me, it's definitely batching. Um, but in saying that, recently in my podcast, I've not been matching. So I'm willing to like play with that side of things as well. I love that because I, I think a lot of us get so hung up on, we have to do things a certain way because it did work before. But if we try different things, I'm always trying different things. You know, there was a time in my life when I had social media batched out for a year and yeah. that was okay. I mean, it, it felt good and it said good, to, it, it felt good to say out loud and like sort of, I wore that as a badge of honor. But at the end of the day, it didn't really matter. And right now, you know, I'm, I may be a week ahead in my podcast. You know, I used to be months ahead. And so, yeah, giving yourself that space to try different things because there is no one size fits all. I have tried a lot of programs trying to go be that square peg in that round hole, and it's never worked for me. It probably hasn't worked for any of my listeners either when you try to do it exactly like somebody else has laid out because that is their lived experience. That is not our lived experience. Oh my yes. goodness. So much you know, good like stuff. Yes, this idea of time. So if you were to give somebody a piece of advice on the idea of how they view time and how they can create more of it without having to do more, what would you tell them? So th the one thing that I, like something simple to like leave people with, I guess to start with is like, think about time. This is a bit, maybe it's a bit too much for some people, but Think about time as though it's like a person, like what's your relationship like with time? Because a lot of people come to me with like a shitty relationship with time. Like there's never enough. It's like, you know, it's like, think like if you, if you were to replace time with like Sarah and you would like literally get all your thoughts about time, there's not enough. There's, like she's always doing it. I'm always spending it wrong. Like the days are flying by, like whatever it is, like how are you showing up for that relationship with time? If it's complaining, you know and and shoving lots of things on it at once you just want to step back and think like what if the only thing that you need to change is just your relationship with time um and the second thing that I want to give people because it's also another way that I speak about time hacking is and, and maybe you'll all notice it like as a society we widely accept the time excuse there's never enough time we need more time it's not the right time like it's you'll hear it everywhere I hear it everywhere um so we're giving time responsibility for any of the things that we don't want and then what we subconsciously do is give time responsibility for any of the things that we do which is why we slow ourselves down so much when we're, on the one hand it's like time's the reason that I don't have the job that I want or the client that I want because I've not been in business long enough then we're also saying like oh time like it was just the right time and timing got me this client which is like stealing confidence away from ourselves um so I would just really challenge everyone to also think like if it wasn't time if you couldn't use the word time which is what we do in time hackers 
what is underneath it. So like I created this client not by being somewhere at the right time, by what? By listening, by being creative, by presenting their problem better than they understood it themselves, by, you know, trusting them, by trusting myself. Like what was it? That's how you create a repeatable blueprint, which is really time hacking. Ah, so good. Yes. Take back your confidence. Take ownership of that and don't give time so much responsibility in your life. I love that. Just that idea of loan of not not giving that power away to this idea of time, which is very, which is very esoteric, right? It's it's not really what we think it is. It's just kind of there. So I love that. So Vicki, I want to make sure that people can connect with you and find out more about how you serve and your membership. Where is the best place for them to connect with you? Yeah, you can go to my website, vickilouise.com. It's V-I-K-K-I-L-O-U-I-S-E. You can connect with me on Instagram, which is at vickilouise underscore underscore underscore. Um, and you can I definitely recommend listening to the podcast. It's F asterisk C-K anxiety and get and then and then it will come up. <laughs> it's the only one with that name. Amazing. Yes. And I'll make sure I put all those links in today's show notes as well. All you have to do is head over to my website, youngpratt.com. You can just do a search of Vicky's name or anxiety. I'll, I'll tag it with all those good things so you can find her because time hacking, especially moving into summer is something we all need to think about. We all need to take back control of time, however we do it. And we need to do it in a way that works for us. So Vicki, I want to thank you so much for your generosity today and sharing all these great tools and hacks with us. I so appreciate you for being here. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. And I do think it would be fun to share with the listeners just before we go that this was an example of time hacking. I got an email from you yesterday saying you are opening up to emails. I replied. We made the email today. Like it all happened within 24 hours. And that's just a powerful example of like, things don't take time. Once I like open my calendar, I could have been like, when's the right time? Maybe next week, maybe the week after, you know, there's always a filler versus, oh, I could do it tomorrow. Absolutely. Just being open to the possibilities of it. And yes, and and just embracing the opportunities that are in front of us and, and making space for that in our lives. So thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Cheers, everyone. Oh my goodness. Do you now think of time differently after this episode? I know my mind is racing and I have notes on my desk from during the interview about time and how much we're actually giving away our power to this idea of time, which is is really a fictional concept. It's something, just a construct that we all have learned throughout our growing up on how to relate to it and how we have too much or not enough. What if we, like Vicky said, give ourselves some space and we just allow things to happen and we're no longer slaves to time. Okay, my friends, I'd love for you to come and share your biggest takeaways, your biggest ahas. You can do that on today's show notes over on my website, youngpratt.com. And you can just search up Vicky's name, or you can head over to my Facebook community, the Arena of Awesome. It is still free and we are accepting new members. It's the place where I love to share loads of things. I go live at least once a week and I love being in there to engage with you, to encourage you, and to help you to unearth the gold in your content. I will catch you on the next episode. Cheers. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Amplify Your Awesome podcast. Let's continue this conversation inside my Facebook community, The Arena of Awesome, while it's still free and open to new members. Come share your biggest takeaways and ahas. Plus, every week inside The Arena, you'll get access to me, and I may even share content I don't share anywhere else. Until next time, my friend, go out there today and amplify your awesome.